So you know, it's a two-hour show for me. P. Webb coming in for hour number three. I've got to get on a plane. No, 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 no. My bad. I get to get on a plane. And go take care of some business. And that's why I'm working just two hours on championship weekend. But B. Webb will bring it home in hour number three. Lots get done in hour number two. Welcome back. Or good morning, good afternoon. We just had Ross Tucker, who's always incredible. Did a great job. John Morosi. Always incredible. Will do a great job. We will have him next segment. Really quickly, before I get to the big head, at BuffFan79 writes, great show as always. Been thinking of a name for your horse, and I can't, I can't get past the name when in Rome. You can't? My man, thank you for saying it's a great show. Appreciate you, Patrick. But you seriously can't get past when in Rome? Dude, why did you even stop on when in Rome? You absolutely should have blown past when in Rome. What, Rome wasn't built in a day? Didn't want any of that? Rome is burning? Didn't ding your radar? Why not just name the horse Jim Rome? I've never named any of the horses after me or about me. Some of you boneheads, when I named straight up G, were like, a-hole, look at him, man. Thinks, thinks he's a straight up G. No, it's a playoff of straight fire. You couldn't get past when in Rome. Dude, how did you ever stop on when in Rome? All right, my, my advice to you, not shut up. My advice to you, get past when in Rome. We're not naming the horse when in Rome. All right, time now for Big Head Bets. We already had Ross Tucker on. Now another perspective or two. Head, it is championship weekend. You have been on one. A heater. Question is, Head, one, can you keep it going? And two, is the sun out and are dogs getting washed at surfing suds? Okay, so yes, we can keep it going. We're on fire here. The sun is not out. It's still snowing, but we are washing some dogs this week, so it's been a good week. How many? Uh, I think four or five, which isn't bad. We just opened it. We haven't advertised or anything. No, I'm not in, not, not in any way am I clowning. I'm just kind of curious about units. Yeah. Dogs washed. Right now. What's yeah. the reaction been? Good? Yeah. No complaints, which is fantastic, but the people that have been in there have said that's a Reasonably priced and good job. So do you do, do you run them through the same car wash as no, the cars? No, no, we got a tub for that. They put them. They they have to do it no, themselves. No, no. They do it all themselves. All right, I got, I got questions. Yeah. Lots and lots of questions. But <laughs> let's get back to football for a minute. But congrats on finally getting that wing going. Thank Why you, don't we you. start with the AFC Chiefs and Ravens? The Chiefs head are finally starting to look more like the Chiefs. They're playing some of their best ball when it matters most. The Ravens, while tied at the half against Houston, have been straight dominant. They were once again in knocking a good Texans team the hell out in the second half in the divisional round. I know the numbers moved around a bit. Mm. Where is it right now? And I have to know, how are you playing it? So before we get to this pick, can we please, Alan, play the proper respect to our guy Aguilar for scoring a touchdown last week? My um, man just started throwing babies out the window. We was catching them. Unlike Aguilar, his mishaps, I like to put that out there. Thank you. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame right there. You that guy's name Hakeem Law, actually. Thank you, Alan. research on that one. Yes, thank you, Alan. I appreciate that. Um, your number for this game is Baltimore is now favored. not by- a bleeping jukebox, head. <laughs> 
Go ahead. Uh, Baltimore is now favored by four. Same number Ross had. Styles make fights, and there's a lot to like here if you are the Ravens. They are the top-running uh, team in football, and as we know, that's exactly what you want to do against this Chiefs defense. Run the football. Also, Patrick Mahomes and his ability to throw the football is Kansas City's strength, as we know, on offense. The Ravens are the best in the NFL and allowing 5.2 yards per pass. They have the most sacks in the NFL and third most turnovers, which Mahomes has had a tendency in throwing the football to the other team this season. Now, Mahomes has lit up top 10 defenses in his postseason career. Like the Chiefs have scored about 28 points per game against them, but I looked at every single one of them, and in my opinion, only one is similar to this Ravens D. The Bacon 46D that dominated Mahomes in Super Bowl 55. And right now, the key is to get Mahomes without blitzing, which the Ravens don't (laughs) do often. There were four games this season where Pat was sacked at least three times, and the Chiefs were 1-3. The Joe Tooney injury is huge for the Chiefs because not only is he the best pass-blocking guard in football, losing him against this Mike McDonald simulated rush with a Justin Matabuke, which I'm sure I messed that up, is less than ideal because of the continuity Pretty and close. communication. Good effort Not by bad. you, dude. He's a good football player. That's a, he's a good football player, and that's a hard name. That's a high degree of difficulty. You Thank did you. not embarrass yourself on that one. I'm so proud of myself. Look at that. You should be. Okay. ATS Mahomes, 9-1-1 in, in his career as an underdog. But sorry, KC fan, your only chance is if Tucker runs into a 60-year-old or two on Saturday night, throws him off, and he misses a few field goals because it's Ravens win, Ravens cover, Baltimore minus four. I got to be honest, dude. I did not think you'd go that way. I did not think you would go that way. You and I haven't talked about it, but I did not think you were going that way. Listen, I never, ever thought that I would do it. I never, ever thought that I would say no to Patrick Mahomes and points in a big game. I mean, who does that, dude? (laughs) Only people who aren't smart. Uh-huh. and know nothing about ball. That's who. That's because, number it. one, he's Patrick Mahomes. Number two, as you just pointed out, we all know his revolting numbers as a dog. Nine, one, and one. That said, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Pick yes. against Patrick Mahomes as a dog. Fact is, I'm picking a quarterback. If I am, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes over Lamar. What? Mm-hmm. That's not even a shot at Lamar. Nope. I'm taking Mahomes over every other quarterback in that league, but... If I'm taking a team, I'm taking the Ravens over the Chiefs because right now I'm probably taking Lamar over any other quarterback in the league, not named Mahomes. And just as important, if not more importantly, I'm taking the Ravens defense, the Ravens defense over every other defense in the league. And I'm almost ready, as I mentioned, with Ross, I'm almost ready to start talking about them historically, as in Mm -hmm. are they one of the best ever? As long as the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, we know they're dangerous. Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey looks rejuvenated. Their defense continues to impress, and they absolutely are playing better now ahead than they were in the regular season, but they are not playing better, nor are they a better team than the Ravens, who to me are the most complete team in the league. Not only do I not have an issue laying those points, I'm pretty comfortable laying those points. Nice. That's how much I like Baltimore. Not that it matters. But, dude, I hit them early in the week. I got them at minus three. But I, know. I would still hit them at minus four. <laughs> Ravens, minus four. I'm with you. Love All right, so it. we're on the same page. Love it. Now, of course, your foster brother, Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> and the Niners are back in the conference title game. Hopefully this time for your sake mm-hmm. and the sake of Niner Nation, Brock Purdy's elbow does not explode the uh-huh. first time he drops back to pass. Head, you know the Lions. 
being there is an all-time awesome story. Awesome. And if they can pull the shocker and go to a Super Bowl, it'll be a thrill of a lifetime for all long-suffering Lions fans. But, dude, I need you to be objective. Okay. Take the personal element out of this okay. because I know your love for the Shanahan family surpasses even your hate of the rest of the world collectively. Break it down objectively. What is that number? What are you doing with it? Personal element is out. After all, I did bet the Green Bay Packers last week and won there. Here it is a big number. My bros 49ers are favored now by seven and a half points. Like Ross and you talk. Dude, the hook. The hook, yes. It's big. And guess what, Romo? I'm laying the points. Um, Even with a subpar Debo, if he does go, and the biggest reason... Why is that Detroit defense? It's been a straight butthole. It's like Brandon Staley is consulting Aaron Glenn on how to get worse. They've given up 833 Ouch, yards of total offense you in their last two games. Two playoff okay. games. I'm 833 yards. Sir Matthew Stafford and Baker Mayfield combined for 716 yards passing. And while, yes, the Lions' strength in the regular season was their run D, Kyron Williams and Rashad White had success against these guys too. And now they welcome a running game headed by Kyle. That Forrester guy you mentioned earlier, Christian McCaffrey, that guy. Blowing holes open like no other. That's what they're going to do this weekend. Oh, also the offense of theirs, 6.6 yards per play, best in the NFL. On the other side of the football, the Lions can run the football, and that's their shot here. San Francisco is 3-4 and four this season when they allow 100 yards or more rushing. Hey, dude, just because I don't react to some things that you say that are really, really over the top does not mean that I didn't hear them. It means I'm not reacting to them. Thank you, Alan. Blowing holes open. Like Forrester, yeah. Yeah, no, I heard it. Okay, my bad. Okay. I just want to make sure you knew that I heard it. Okay. I don't approve. I do not approve of that message. It was so funny, though. Turnover battle. The Lions are 10 and 1 when golf. It's so funny, though. I know, I'm complimenting myself. Yeah, yeah, per usual. (laughs) Name one person not named you who laughed at that. The crew, I'm hoping. I can no. see Jack in the back. Tommy's no. got his hand up for some reason. Like, hey, what? You have a question there, son? I know you didn't laugh at that. He's like, this guy's an idiot. Let's get him off the air. Um, okay, nobody's laughing. Y- yeah, Turn I, over I, I move that we we cancel this segment. That's why his hand no, is up. that ain't good. Show of hands for those who want to get rid of this guy. Oh, I do. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> Lions, 10-1 uh, when Goff didn't throw an interception this season. 4-4 four and four this season when he did throw one. Big clock Brock. 11-0 when he didn't throw an interception. 2-4 and four when he did. As a whole, though, San Francisco is so much better in protecting and taking the football away the last two seasons. I don't know. Forrester again? That was me. There you go. The last two seasons, San Francisco's led the NFL. Can you let that go? He he had a bad day. He's had a couple bad days, but he's had a lot of good days because he's really good at his job. He is. Obviously. If you could survive something like that, he must be the best ever at his job. Dude, he's like Alex Gibbs Jr. out there just making, making... Never mind, I won't say it again. Let it go, ATS. dude. Keep going. <laughs> uh, Goff has also been uh, considerably worse on the road. I'm just going to put that out there. Also, ATS, Cannibal is a goat, which we've been saying. He's 68% ATS, according to ESPN stats. That's the best ATS mark for any head coach since 1970. And the 49ers are 0-6 ATS in the last six home games. According to ESPN stats again, that's tied for the second longest ATS losing streak in the Super Bowl era. But sorry, Detroit, your Lions are heading back to Motor City Ooh. with their heads hanging low, Ooh. missing an ass cheek and a few toes. 49ers minus 7. It doesn't matter if you have okay. one ass cheek and three toes. Here's, I will beat your ass. <laughs> Here's where I come out. I obviously like the Niners. I like them a lot. 
Obviously, I like them even more if Debo goes, duh. But I don't like them as much as I did earlier this season when I said they were the ones to beat. Mm-hmm. I remember them getting curb stomped by the Ravens on Christmas. Truthfully, I thought Green Bay had them last week. Last week. They did. Credit for doing what they had to do. Credit to Brock Purdy for shutting some people up with that game-winning drive. But... They don't look as dominant to me as they did several weeks ago. And the reason they don't look as dominant is because they're not as dominant. The question is, are they good enough to win this game and cover, especially now with that hook? Because there's something, something about the Lions. They're not just playing with house money. They're not just happy to be here. They're here to break your face. Incredibly. Everything. They're everything that Dan Campbell said they'd be when he busted out with that wacky opening presser, talking about biting kneecaps. They're all those things. That's exactly what they do. That's exactly who they are. And they do travel. And they're not going to Santa Clara looking to compete or hoping to win. They expect to win. And there's a hell of a lot to like about them. You talked about some of this. They're strong up front. They can run the ball. They have explosive playmakers. Jared Goff going back to the Bay Area. Getting to the Super Bowl, that's an incredible thought. My only concern about the Lions is one that you mentioned. It's very obvious. It's a concern that anybody who loves that team would have. It's that, well, how do I put this? That pass defense, Mm -hmm. it's ass. Mm. A lot of times. It is. It's not a small concern. I'm not putting it aside, but you know what? There is so much to like about the Lions and not as much to like about the Niners. So I'm previously, I mean, I'm going to take the points, yo. If you're going to give me a hook, I'll take that plus seven and a half. Let's see if they shock the world. Let's see if they win that game straight up. Because honestly, since I will be in Vegas all week for that, there's nothing I'd rather see more than Lions fans who've waited 140 years converging on Vegas, crying up and down the strip, talking about what it means to them. So good. So good. All right, so as opposed to Frisco fan, who's there all the time. Anyway, head run it back. It's only two games, but who did you pick? Uh, 49ers minus 7.5 v. Lions. Ravens minus 4 v. Chiefs. Uh, travel safe. Glad to hear you're not flying on American Airlines, too, as well today, Jim. Did you hear about the flagellant flyer earlier this week? Actually, dude, I may, in fact, I don't know who I'm flying on, but no, I didn't, and I don't want to hear. All right. Flight from Phoenix to Austin. I'm glad you're not going to Austin instead of Dallas. Uh, to no wonder you were, hitting, like, you were hitting me up all morning long. Dude, dude, you going to Dallas? When are you going to Dallas? You go, why? When? Why? I'm like, <laughs> exactly. why do you care? And now I, I know caring. why you yeah. care. They had to gate a plane because of the defiant, like, angry. Yeah, guy I don't care, Head. People. Why are you why are you still talking? Why are you still on the air even? I know it's true. Cause Good, goodbye, Head. Goodbye, right. goodbye okay. Head. Goodbye, Head. Goodbye, Head. Thank you, thank you. Go, go, get the hell out of here. Ed Kuja, this guy, man. Did you act like flatulence on a plane is something new? Idiots do this all the time because idiots who do this, one, they're disgusting. And two, they know that nobody can pin it on them because you're in a general area. I hate it. Flatulence. Flatulence have been on on commercial flights have been a problem since the Wright brothers went up in the air. Brother. They almost came to blows repeatedly over flatulence as they were trying to get that big-ass kite off the ground. This has always been a thing, Head. Hey, Jim, I took a 15-year break from the show. My sincere apologies. I need to know why you call him Bacon46. Thanks. Sign Cujo knows. Because he's 46, 
and he looks like Kevin Bacon. Apparently, Cujo did not know. <laughs> All right, when we come back, I'm not done yet. John Morosi joins me next. What do you got here, Albie? Hey, John. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. How are you going to beat that? How are you going to beat that? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use my code ROME, R-O-M-E. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook. You have to use the code ROME, R-O-M-E. The crown is yours. You do have to be present in state where it's lawful to wager. Take it away. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. So what a weekend. One of the best weekends. We are joined right now to talk about this weekend and other things by an MLB Network Insider. Also an NHL Network Insider. Also a serious XM MLB Network Radio contributor. I mean, what can't this guy talk about? John Paul Morosi is joining me, JPM. What's going on, my brother? How are you? Whoop, my bad. How you doing, dude? Standing, uh, greetings from the great state of Michigan, where, as you can imagine, <laughs> the entire state is ready for Sunday's game. I, I know it's going to be a challenge for the Lions, but, Jim, I've got to say, I see Detroit winning this football game. This is so awesome. Like I was going to say to you, when you and I spoke back in November, we talked about you growing up in Essexville, Michigan, about 120 miles away from Detroit. You make Ann Arbor your home, so you have deep, deep roots. So you can describe to a national audience, John, what it would mean a Super Bowl to Lions fans. Do that for me. And then, yes, even as somebody who covers baseball and hockey, I'm going to ask you to break it down. But what would it mean to the fans and the people of that region? Jim, it would be extraordinary, and to put it in some perspective, my father was born in Detroit in 1952, so he was five years old when they won the NFL championship in 1957, and before this year, they had won just one playoff game in between. And I've got a dear uncle, my Uncle Robert is a devoted Lions fan, we've talked about it throughout this season, this is a core lifetime memory for a lot of people in this state. Football means an extraordinary amount. Certainly we saw Michigan in the way that the the, the state, or at least half of the state, rallied behind them during the course of the season. But, but Jim, the Lions mean something special to people, and I think it's all the more significant because of all the struggles they had had. The winless season, the three-win season in Dan Campbell's first year, but it's that grit that has, of course, become the defining word for this team that resonates so much with this blue-collar state that is often overlooked 
And now here are the Lions uh, against one of the glamour franchises of the sport with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. This is the script that I think everybody has been waiting for. And certainly it's going to be a tough game on the road. But we saw in, in the game against the Packers, the Niners are beatable. This is a team that can be beaten. Uh, it was obviously a couple plays away from potentially the result being different for San Francisco against Green Bay. So I think the Lions for them, uh, you start with two great running backs that you can alternate, uh, whether it's a short passing game. St. Brown's had an amazing postseason run. And, of course, Goff has been just an extraordinarily effective quarterback all season long. So you've got – I know on the other side Purdy's amazing, but, uh, Jim, I, I see a pass. It's certainly going to come down, I think, to the Lions' defense being able to slow down San Francisco's offense. I believe they do it. I believe the Lions win by a field goal, 27-24. John Morosi joining us. Amazing. Like I said, you and I have talked for so many years. We are good friends. You work for MLB Network. As an insider, you can break down baseball. You work for NHL Network as an insider. You can break that down. You just broke down that matchup. My man, I don't want to put you on the spot, and I've never asked you to do this before, John, but I need you to split the atom. Can you do that for me right now? I will I will try the best that I can, Jim. What does that entail, my friend? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, you could. Listen, you just returned from Cooperstown where you covered the Baseball Hall of Fame election for MLB Network. What stands out to you about the class of 2024, Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer? Well, Jim, I appreciate you asking. It was an amazing week for us at MLB Network to have all of our programming up there and Hot Stove and MLB Now. It was just it was such a pleasure to work with our crew up there. It's a special place, and we welcomed three great new members. Adrian Beltre, 3,000 hits, one of the best all-time third basemen, two-way. He won multiple gold gloves, multiple silver sluggers. And I love Beltre's story, Jim, because I actually covered him for a season in Seattle back in 2005, and he talked about the weight of the massive contract that he signed with the Mariners at that point and how for a while the game wasn't that much fun. But then he found the joy again. And, and I think for him it was a combination of finding the joy and also building his resume through his 30s. He was not even yet an all-star player when he was 30 years old until he went to the Red Sox in 2010. So, so Jim, to me, it's, it's a great lesson for a lot of young players and a lot of aspiring ball players that it doesn't necessarily have to happen right away for you to have success and wind up in Cooperstown. And then, of course, for Joe Maurer, it's a different case because he was the number one overall pick in the MLB draft by his hometown Minnesota Twins. Not only was he the number one pick in the baseball draft, he was the top quarterback recruit to the Florida State Seminoles and Bobby Bowden for the high school class of 2001. And you've got to credit the Twins, their late scouting director, Mike Radcliffe, for having the faith and looking at their local guy. And sometimes, Jim, in in sports, we tend to, to pick apart the resumes of those that we know best. And I think it's a great credit to scouting the Twins looked at Joe Maurer at Creighton-Durham Hall High School, St. Paul, Minnesota, and saw what he could do and not what he could not do. And they focused on that, made him the number one pick. He's the best catcher in baseball for a decade. Three batting titles, Jim, of the seven batting titles won by catchers since 1900. Joe Maurer has three of the seven. Extraordinary. And then, of course, Todd Helton, I'm so thrilled for him and his family. He gets in on the sixth time for him, a, a proud Tennessee volunteer, Peyton Manning's predecessor. Yes, predecessor as the quarterback at Tennessee. Peyton was actually, for a brief time, Todd Helton's backup. And Peyton and Archie Manning both 
this week, Jim, called with congratulations to Todd, to Todd Helton for getting in. I'm really happy that the voters did not discredit Todd for having played for the Colorado Rockies, where, of course, we know the, the numbers offensively can be higher there, but his overall road numbers are better than the home and road numbers of Hall of Famers like Carl Yastrzemski. So a very deserving Hall of Famer, all three of them deserving. And, of course, Jim Leland makes it in as well as the fourth member of the class. I cannot wait for induction weekend in Cooperstown this July. You know, I love what you just said about Todd Helton. I couldn't agree more. I'm very, very happy for Todd Helton. I'm glad to see him get his due. Had to wait a little bit longer than he should have, I think, but I'm glad that he's in better late than never. Hey, John, one last thing. So Jim Leland is going to get in. He was voted in last month by the Contemporary Baseball Era Committee. You covered him in your last manager or his last managerial job at the Tigers. I'm curious. He was one of the few guys to stand up to Barry Bonds, who will ever forget 1991 in spring training when they nearly came to blows. It brings up this whole discussion of whether or not alleged steroid users like Bonds or Roger Clemens will ever get in. Alex Rodriguez, John, only got 35% of the vote. Where does that leave him and other suspected users in your mind? You know, Jim, it's a great question. We were talking in in the plaque gallery during our coverage, and, and my friend Joel Sherman was sitting beside me, and after a certain amount of time, it was basically two or three hours, he said, we have not talked about A-Rod and Manny at all. And I, I, I hate to say it just from the standpoint of talking about two uh, amazing players based on their track record, but they've become almost irrelevant in, this, in the Hall of Fame conversation. Uh, I do not vote for them. I believe their suspensions uh, of the drug policy are disqualifying. I did vote. For Bonds or for Bonds and Clemens, because in their cases they were not suspended by MLB, and their transgressions happened before testing in the major leagues came into play. So I view them very, very differently. I voted for Gary Sheffield this year. I believe strongly he should be in the Hall of Fame. He got a very strong majority, but again, not up to seventy-five percent. I do not believe, Jim that Bonds and Clemens, based on the fact that they were on the Veterans Committee ballot and they did not make it the first time there was a Veterans Committee hearing for them, I don't believe they're getting in. And based on the percentages, I am convinced that A-Rod and Manny are not getting in. So I I do think the one positive thing, Jim, is we are moving a bit past this very controversial period of balloting to where steroids were front and center in the discussion for so long. This week and this year, it simply was not. It is a less relevant conversation now than it's been for about the last decade. JPM joining us. I love that point. Leave me with this thought for those who don't know. Who are the marquee names that will be on the ballot for the first time in 2025, John? I cannot wait for this, Jim. Ichiro Suzuki and C.C. Sebastian. Of course, a champion with the New York Yankees. Uh, What he did in back-to-back postseasons 08 and 09 I think is almost Hall of Fame worthy in and of itself. And then you have one of the best strikeout totals of his generation. So I believe CC is a clear choice. And Ichiro Suzuki, I covered him again. I mentioned with the Seattle Mariners for a season. And there was a long time where, where people weren't sure if he was going to be able to get 3,000 hits in MLB in addition to all that he did in Japan. Well, guess what? He got there. And I just cannot wait to see, Jim, what the media presence and also the fan presence will be in Cooperstown to see the first great Japanese position player in MLB enshrined in the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. It's going to be a worldwide 
international great baseball story in the summer of 2025, and I cannot wait. That's what energy, enthusiasm, and passion sound like. He is an MLB Network insider, an NHL Network insider, Sirius XM MLB Network radio contributor, and a proud Michigander because it is a huge, huge weekend. John, great to have you on. Enjoy all of this weekend. I know you and I will do it again soon. Jim, I appreciate our, our friendship and the conversation as always. Keep up the amazing work that you do. And yes, I hope we're breaking down a Lions Super Bowl when we next talk. Tell you what, dude, if they win, we will. If they win, we will. John Paul Morosi joining us. Great job. All right, so the way this sets up, I mentioned if you're joining us late right now, for me, it's a two hour show because I've got an airplane that I've got to catch. B. Webb is going to handle hour number three. When we come back, one last segment. I'm going to have Alvin jam in his week that was. I've got some other things I want to get to. i got to get a phone call in here. Like, every line is lit. If you want to hit me up, you can't. Every line is lit. Go to the X. Hit me at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at habitake.com. It's the bottom of the hour, so what happens? You get a sports update. Here it is. Here is is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, so it's a two-hour show for me. I'm going to jump on an airplane. I've got some business to tend to. B. Webb already in the house getting ready for the third hour. So what I've got to get done, what I get to get done between now and the end of this hour is Alvin's Week That Was. Here is some important business. So yesterday we had a guy, if he didn't set a record, he tied a record, but he got on the air three different times, and I was fine with it. I condoned it. Dave and Tustin Ranch. First call was good. Second call was good. Third call, they both got racked. Third call just kind of petered out. Because, like, who has three good calls in them in one single day, especially when they didn't know the day was going to play out like that? Nothing against that. One of his calls included him eviscerating V in the fee. It sounded like this. Listen, V in the fee, bro, you are such a tool. It actually should be Victor in Hammett adjacent. And, bro, you make all of us Laker fans look like tools, and we're not. You are, however. All right, so evisceration is probably strong. It hit me as pretty funny at the time. So I knew it was only a matter of time before V in the fee or, quote, Victor in Hemet adjacent were to respond, but he didn't. Until now. Let's go to the phone. Phones. Victor in Hemet adjacent. Urgh! V in the fee. V, the show is all yours, brother. What's going on? Romeo, my player, how are you? Nothing like it, Max, that I live in Hemet when I don't live in Hemet. You really got me there, Dave. Hey, hold up. Quick shout-out to my boy, D'Angelo Russell, who's been absolutely falling out for the Lakers. I love what I'm seeing. But let me address that elephant in the 81 Pinto. Door-dashing, dork, and touching ranch, Dave. Hey, dumbass. You were also going in on Beauregard for being born on third base. Moron. You're a door-dash driver in Tustin Ranch. You were born on third, and you ran the bases backwards and sat your dumbass in the dugout. And that fat dweeb decides to go on me. Wait, wait, hold on. Unfair, unfair. You're saying, V, how do you know he's fat? I mean, did you hear my man's third call yesterday? He was running out of breath just talking. Oh, oh, Hammett, oh, oh, disregard, oh, oh, Rick and Bat. 
I guaranteed he threw his oxygen mask back on his beak as soon as he hung up. And nothing against DoorDash, but I just hate fat DoorDash drivers who only get cardio when they bring a half-order McDonald's to the front door. You know, Dave's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what happened to your five Big Macs and fries, but here are your untouched salads. Mm, go ahead and enjoy. I mean, Rome, at sidebar, what the hell am I doing? I understand what you say now by no bum smack. Because why am I wasting my time smacking this bum? I go in on Iofrati's and the jars in Richmond. Not some DoorDashy dork and Tustin trash. The dude needed three calls. I only need three lines to end his life. One, your DoorDash car smells like fart, stale french fries, and mold. And the order of Smashburger, that you're probably sitting on right now. Two, notice it doesn't smell like success, wealth, or women. And three, you're not Dave in Tustin Ranch. You're Doc in Tustin Ranch. Because like Doc Rivers, you had a 3-0 lead on me, and I just came back and eviscerated your dumbass. Now go bring Brian McWeber his nuggets and cups of chicken grease. He's up next. Be in the fee. Out. My brother. That's why you don't want to mess with that guy. V in the fee. That was great. Now, now, V, you know what's going to happen. It's like, oh, yeah, great, great. Where was that yesterday? Who the hell cares where that was yesterday? That was awesome. Rack him. You, you may think he's a dork. You might hate him, but you don't want to try him, or that might happen. Well done, V. That's your best effort in a long, long time. That is a smack-off caller. That's how you get in the field. You need to eviscerate somebody or dominate a topic or be extraordinarily bright. Dave and Tustin Ranch, that did not go well for you, my man. Uh, my advice to you, not shut up, but just stay down. Stay down. I, don't, I, I think that you're going to want to come back, and I'm here for it. Oh, look, I'm here for it. I love a beef. I don't think it's going to go well for you. That kid right there is just hyped up. Hyped up. I don't know what he's on exactly, but he's hyped up. High as a kite. Legitimately. I don't know what he's running on, what kind of fuel he's running on, but he shows up like that every day, but that was times 10 because you tried him. Didn't go well for you. Dave in Tustin. Trash. He's like, well, I don't even know what I'm doing here. There is no bum smack. Why am I going in on this bum? When normally I save my elite commentary for real players. He was born on third base and he ran the bases backwards to get into the dugout so he could sit his ass down. That was funny. 1-800-636-8686. Alvin, let me ask you on the fly. How much time do you need? Then you better get going right now, son. It is time now for the week that was. Okay, are we ready for breaking news? Um... Welcome to the jungle, what's going on? My name is Jim Rome, a tremendous Monday to you. Well, unfortunately, it's a tremendous Monday for some of you, and an agonizing Monday for some of you as well. I'm here for it, man. I'm telling you, Mafia. Bill's Mafia. Wide right. (laughs) That is the universe trolling, mocking, and laughing at the Mafia. (laughs) We appreciate you all coming on out to shovel the snow 
at our yes, that was our the bathrooms left a little bit to be designed. What does that say about what would you think about that? He's better than Josh. <laughs> Duh! What would you say about that? <laughs> like, like, are you kidding me with that question? Jeffrey Chidiha joining us. Where do the Bills go from here? I don't know how this could not be the most heartbreaking moment in this run they've had with Josh Allen and Sean McDermott. <laughs> hey, John Elway let John Fox go in Denver and then win a championship with Gary Kubiak, you know? What did John Fox say? I'll tell you what, Jim. Um, I am pumped, and we are oh. going to roll into... Baltimore, and ah. I was really just calling in to tell that kid to go husk some corn. Kyle Van Noy is joining us. I do have a chip on my shoulder. I think, you know, the NFL is going to this analytics bullshit. Sorry for my language, but I'm a football player. Absolute disgusting performance. Give of me more of that. I don't need in-season tournaments. I need teams feeding their guy to get him a franchise record, and then the head coach lighting them on fire. Immature basketball. You want me to pay more attention to the regular season? Give me that. Hey, Dan, I got about 30 seconds. How's B. Arthur? Oh, Jim, he's great. Still a total spaz. Um, real bad anxiety issues. But, like, what do you expect? You name the dog after a golden girl. A true Ram fan. Honestly, like, uh, you know, the only thing that is important is the 49ers. Okay? They are the worst ever. I'm sorry, you know. At the Niners, lay the points. Lover Quinn. Dan Campbell has came in and, and really put his stamp on this team. Really represents the city of Detroit. Hard-nosed, gritty, blue-collar. That's the city of Detroit. We have news in from CNN. They are reporting. From CNN? Sports. From CNN. That was my exact reaction. Like, that's a thing? CNN Sports scooped Woj? Seriously? Alex Anzalone joining me for a few more moments. Don't leave the game up in the hands of the referee. (laughs) I bet that was the biggest lesson from that game. Be in the moment and really treat each play like it's a play that's going to win the game. Adrian Griffin's tenure was shockingly short. Thanks. Wyatt Ferber? Come on with that, dude. Come on. Dan Hurley. Jim, great, man. It sounds like we're doing pretty good. The sugar calls me. You know, that's probably my one vice, man, is like yes, the ice cream dude. and cookies and shit. He calls me too, man. My dad, man, he was like the cookie monster back in the day. Well, why did you name the horse the Great Equalizer, and what is the Great Equalizer? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Diarrhea. So, why not just name the horse Diarrhea? It runs. hey how about I name the horse Rich Ackerman? That was Alvin's way of giving me an idea and telling me to get the hell out. I think Dodger Channel will come around on that. That's just me. Show me your lightning bolt. I want to hear from you today. Inglewood, San Pedro. Silver Looking at you, Stallions. Lose my coach's number. I got a sign for you to steal. Stallions, it's a finger, and it's pointing up, you dirtbag. The first five calls through on the call-in line get a free... <laughs> Plant-based chorizo burrito. They're the Chargers. They suck. They always suck. Disregard in Beaumont or a Palisade. Raider fan, we don't give a rat's ass. They're still our bitches. That's what in. Jim, I'm 64 years old. I DJ. Uh, you know he's going to bring a lot of energy and juice, enthusiasm, all that stuff. That's coming. It is the beef segment. See, my beef is child support. And think about how much money Ray Charles has spent on child support. He ain't even ever seen this kid. Name your horse, John Elway. Well, on war, the little hey, Kremlin by the sea. Also known as the Irvine Company. But now, all wrestling matches Postponed. Thanks, Jungle Tourette's. Thanks for absolutely nothing. Sitting outside, puffing in my PJs, bald head and glasses, bald head and glasses. Walk my wife to work, puffing in my PJs, playing a Nintendo, puffing in my PJs. Jarrah, dude, get over yourself. 
die already. You know, you have the best listeners. Nobody has listeners that take action and respond like you guys. I hope all your advertisers realize that. Glad to hear you're not flying on American Airlines 2 as well today, Jim. Did you hear about the flagellant flyer earlier this week? All right. Flight from Phoenix to Austin. I'm glad you're not going to Austin instead of Dallas. My advice to you, get past one in Rome. I see Detroit winning this football game. We're going to hammer his ass. Seriously, get a Tesla. I hope your show continues to soar to the universe, my man. <laughs> Puffing in my PJs. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> be well. Take care. <clears throat> to honor come on here, man. I've been a fan my whole life for you, Romy. Rooks ain't playing this time. Oh, I'm telling you, Rafa. Welcome. Now go bring Brian McWeber his nuggets and cups of chicken grease. Stay tuned next week. Good night now. So, an incredible effort once again by Alvin. My biggest takeaway, though, was James Kelly mispronouncing the thing that he's most obsessed with, flagellants. Dude, there's no D in your favorite thing. Look it up. Flagellants. Let me hear that again, Alvin. Flagellants. Glad to hear you're not flying on American Airlines 2 as well today, Jim. Did you hear about the flagellant flyer earlier this flagellant. week? Flagellant. Right. Flagellant. The flagellant flyer earlier this week? Too much, dude. How about that one guy coming in with that drive-by, warring the little Kremlin by the sea, the Irvine Company? <laughs> Incredible. I, that was Dave and Tustin Ranch, of all people. The little Kremlin by the sea, the Irvine Company. I'm laughing only because I've bought so much product over the years from the Irvine company. You can't not be in Irvine and not buy product or go buy product owned by the Irvine company. Laugh out loud. Because, quote, they're the little Kremlin by the sea. They own everything. Dave and Tustin Ranch. Yeah, but of course, Dave didn't hear what I just said. I'm giving Dave credit, but he didn't hear it because V stomped him out. All right, now I'm done. So the way the third hour sets up, I, the only reason I'm leaving early is not because I'm busting out, cutting out, half-assing it, trying to get out of the gig. Uh, the gig is taking me someplace else. I need to get on an airplane, go do some business, be web as always, standing at the ready. He will bring it home. He will have his hour. If you've got something to say to him, you want to hit him up right now. Get in the rotation, 1-800-636-8686. My man's also been on fire on the X. Hit him up there, too. He'll check out your email. It's still my address. RomanHaveATake.com. Unless he changed it while I wasn't here to B-Web at HaveATake.com. Anyway, he's coming up next. Have a great weekend, y'all. See you Monday to recap the championships games. We're out.